So the Mandarin and a bulletproof monk walk into a hospital and then there be some explosions. Because this episode, we're talking movies, we're talking Hard Boil, aka God of Guns, aka Ruthless Super Cop, starring Chow Young Fat, Tony Liu, and Teresa Mo, written by Barry Wong, Gordon Chan, and John Wu, who also directed. Chris, you saved the day there, you little piss pot. Thanks a lot. Give a guy a gun, thinks he's Superman. Give him two, thinks he's God. Hey everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie? Tonight we're going to be talking about John Woo's classic Hong Kong action flick, Hard Boiled, from 1992. Scott, take us away. Okay, um, well, watching this, this is, before we start, like, this was your first time ever watching this film, right? Yeah, actually, I haven't watched a lot of, the only other really Hong Kong action flick that I've watched is... Uh, uh, internal affairs basically be, and I only watched it because it's basically a, the original, uh, departed by Scorsese. Right. So yeah, I'm not actually, I'm not really familiar with a lot of Hong Kong action. Yeah. So for me, like I came, like I came into this film when it first got released and I think it was the perfect time. It was the perfect storm. I literally was just getting into Bruce Lee movies, Jackie Chan movies. And then a friend of mine gave me a copy of this and I was completely blown away. Um, even now, looking at it, like I don't revisit this film very often. So watching it again, um, like thinking about it, this is a 30-year-old movie and it's never been repeated. It's never been remade, right? It's one of those that people are like, you can't make it any better. And I think it, it's, the even though it's gruesome violence, um, the way... John Wu choreographed this violence it, it's like a dance right like it's literally beautiful to watch and it's the epiphany of 90 movies where you know a revolver is going to give you 15 shots even <laughs> though it only holds six bullets because watching somebody reload just takes away from that like takes away from the action they're like fuck it we're just they're like he already knew he's like 30 years from now this fucker named Langford is going to be like, they need to edit, cut this down a little bit, less reloading time. So he already knew ahead of time. And he was like, fuck this guy. He was like, this one bullet, the, the only gun that you saw get reloaded is the gun that only shot one bullet, apparently. I don't know <laughs> what kind of gun that is, but they're like, fuck it. <laughs> right? I mean, you can see, you can see John Wick in this, right? Like the, you, this is like, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not really familiar with... I know Hong Kong is known for its action cinema, and I mean, you can go back to like Bruce Lee and stuff as well. Um, but my understanding is like John Woo is kind of like the godfather or father of what you now see in like gun, gun fu in, in films like John Wick and stuff. Would that be yeah, accurate? Like the, yeah, this influence and him and his influence, right? Like you see it everywhere now right like because it's all like even the know, matrix and stuff like that right like yeah it's all one even like even some of the concepts that they had in this film in in terms of duality right where you know it's two villains but they think alike they act alike you find out technically that, that you know he's not really a villain but 
like that is what brought in infernal affairs that you're talking about like they like that concept so much that they literally made a series out of it sure which right? as as and- i've said uh if you like the departed it's almost a shot for shot remake of internal affairs um i actually think internal affairs is isn't better. it inferno it's affairs? internal internal affairs it's, okay yeah uh i think it's it's a fantastic film it's beautifully shot uh action sequences are fucking stand up and again you watch it and you're like scorsese took that did that to the point that uh, I got kicked off the, was it all the right movies fucking Twitter? Cause they're bitches because I kept calling them out when I said, it's basically shot for fucking shot. You guys don't know what the fuck you're talking about over there. So you guys can fuck your hat. Yeah. It's, well, it's, literally it's cause you're the fucking uh, angry troll under the bridge, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> Twitter was made for you. So you can troll fucking people and be like, I'm smarter than you. <laughs> but besides the point but you're you're right like it's influenced like john wick you can watch any one of the john wick films and you can be like yes right like there it is um you can see where it comes from this movie if you haven't watched any of the john woo stuff okay so actually before i want to ask you so he's known for so big john hong kong john uh john woo films are a better tomorrow the killer and bullet mm-hmm. in the head and Once a Thief. Have you watched any of those? Uh, I watched Killer with, with Chong Afat. It's good. Um, I don't remember if I watched Beautiful Day. Because it's been like, like I binged this like over 30 years ago, right? Like I became a John Woo fan with this film. Uh, and then obviously he came to, like they brought Coming him over to. Coming to America. Yeah. And then you had like fucking Hard Target. With what's Van what's your Dan. favorite which so he's got hard target broken arrow face off and mission possible 2 are kind of his big american films what's your favorite what's your most recommended american john woo film mm, or, or do you I love would, them all equally no no i don't love them all equally um you know uh, i would say mission impossible 2 is the best one out of all the mission impossibles especially yeah you know, long hair, fucking Tom Cruise. Really? Wait, wait, wait. Um, so you think that out of all the Mission Impossibles, Mission Impossible 2, even up to the modern ones, you like the the, the most recent ones, because I think they come out like every three years or whatever, you th- still think Mission Impossible 2 is the best one? Well, if I'm, if I'm going to say it, like, think about it. The first Mission Impossible, which was De Palma, right? Yeah. Brian De Palma. That was literally like, enclosed claustrophobic like which is very diploma um, right like it's like yeah, thriller like it, it, kind of yeah s- it's, it's less action more thriller right like dramatic thriller. exactly and then they're like hey we're, we're gonna bring john woo in and then now Shit it's like crazy. i'm riding a fucking motorcycle i'm <laughs> steering it with my feet i'm gonna jump over it and then still shoot a guy in the back of the head so again, right. you would, I would actually then, if that's, and I agree with you, I, I totally agree with you. I would argue that all the films after that are because of John Woo's influence on Mission Impossible Two. Yeah, and, and and that's the thing. Like, what if, like, you always have to fucking convert the conversation to Tom Cruise and something <laughs> fucking Tom Cruise. So now that but, we're talking uh, about Top Gun and Top Gun, yeah. and I'll go keep going, keep going, but, keep going. Okay, but like. If you think the original concept of what they were going to do with that franchise was literally you hired a director and that director style is what they 
the film was going to be. That's why De Palma's was like espionage thriller. Yep. John Woo was like John action, Woo. Hong Kong action. You know, and then it was J.J. Um, Abrams and Three with Philip Seymour Hoffman, where it was just like, you know, it was kind of melded both of them. But and now you have, uh, I think it's Christopher McQuarrie, who who's directed like they've just kept him. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he kind I of like found that sweet spot. Yes, that sweet, sweet um, spot with Tom Cruise doing his own stunts. Yeah, yeah, he found he found the clitoris. <laughs> We found the clitoris of uh, MI. That, I mean, I mean, finding the clitoris is also another title for Mission Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, anyway, back, yeah, like, back to John Woo. Yeah, back, yeah, back to John Woo. Okay, so you think Mission Impossible Two is the best? Um, but yeah, but Face Off is fuck. Like when you go fucking. When you go all Nick Cage, there, and then not even all Nick Cage. When you got Travolta, Travolta doing Nick Cage, <laughs> like that alone, right? Like I think Broken like, Arrow is the least good film in that. And the reason I like Hard Target is because it's fucking his first film in the U.S. And you got fucking Van Damme, and like wait, 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 but for wait, wait, before you, you said so. Your Broken Arrow is the one of his films, so not Payback with Ben Affleck. Oh, I didn't know about Payback. Sorry, it's not on my list because I Payback. Oh shit, yeah. Okay, yeah, Payback. Payback wins That's that. Li- yeah, yeah, that yeah. was literally his last American film. Was that one? And then he 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 went back to Hong Kong. Not he was doing. Um, he's been doing like period pieces kind of thing, uh, history. Okay. Uh, films, but I think he did do one uh, for Netflix. Oh uh, my god, I'm having a brain fart. I think it's called The Meeting or something like that um and that was just released a couple of years ago i haven't had a chance to watch it though hmm. um yeah go ahead uh so oh it's called sorry it's called manhunt it's the the netflix film is called manhunt so i mean specifically this film so i mean both the two the two leads so chung chung uh chow young fat uh was you know he works with him often better tomorrow the killer once a thief the replacement killers uh sorry the replacement killers is not him. uh once a thief and then he did the replacement killers crouching tiger hidden dragon bulletproof monk so and i mean he's had a uh like a, a solid he's still acting in hollywood like he he made the transition he's doing great uh so that was inspector tequila uh, the undercover cop alan uh tony young chai of why he also worked with him in uh bullet in the head uh and then he was in internal affairs which yeah. again as we've talked about is uh i can't remember do you know which role he played did he play the matt damon role or did he play the um leonardo dicaprio role i don't remember i can't remember i think no i think he would have been i think he was the matt damon role oh, okay because i think he was the reverse of what yeah, he, he was, was the cop and this in 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 um in this one he's the undercover cop undercover yeah so, I mean, just, just some of the stats on uh, Hard Boiled. So, it was made for $4.5 million, Did 72 at the box office. I mean, I don't even know what's done on video on demand as well as, uh, you know, when it gets into being sold as a box office and stuff. It was picked up by Miramax. And uh, they actually wanted to cut a bunch of his films down, John Woo films down, to le- release them as a set. And he was like, nah, 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 nah. You got to fucking watch my director's cut, which I always think is, I love when directors put their fucking dick on the table. Boom. Chris talked about mm-hmm. Dick in this show. Uh, it's got a two-hour running time. I know you're going to disagree with the statement. 
So the action sequences are fucking off the hook. If you like actions, like watch this film. What draws drags this thing down is the in-between action sequences, like the fucking storylines. Like they this script went through a bunch of like rewrites and rewrites and like different characters, you know, had to have their scripts rewritten because different actors got put in. So this it was originally supposed to be that they were chasing a serial killer that was poisoning babies. And then they were like, yeah, this isn't going to fly in the U.S. People in the United States don't like it. So they went with the triad, you know, the triad uh, gangster kind of motif, which I think is great. Like, that works great. But they still yes, but had that know. baby section. They're still saving babies in the hospital. Like, yeah, that, that, a lot that's... of it just felt like, just stick with it, fucking just stick with the action. But the action itself is, like, insane. Uh I would love to know what the actual kill count in this fucking film is, but it's got to be like a thousand fucking people. People are just dying everywhere. Fucking machine guns, revolvers shooting fucking 30 shots, fucking guys fucking falling out of the ceiling, fucking doing like Mission Impossible style fucking shooting, motorcycles, like, oh. Oh, that, like. Like, it's, oh, I saw that like Crazy 88 from Kill Bill basically in there. When they ride in on the motorcycles and then they pull out the machine guns and they fucking take out that block. Like, the action is good. Just fast forward through the story. Don't even worry about the fucking story. No, no. I I do like, well, some parts of the story. Uh, But I'll say in terms of how you're talking about screen, uh, the screen and the plot, uh, the screenwriter, Barry Wong, he actually passed away prior to filming and he only had portion of the script completed so that's when they because technically the writer wasn't there and it was sold so the producers are like fuck it right like no more baby poisoning stories (laughs) but you know that opening opening scene in the tea house house, you know that was it was filmed without a script yeah it wasn't even in there they were just like oh this tea house is gonna get torn down you know what we should and this is what i love this so this is about you know when i talk about directors having a story they want to tell it's because they spend their whole lives looking at things or reading things and then picturing it. And he's like, I have this vision of a guy sliding down a banister and then fucking shooting people. Oh, look at that. There's a fucking banister. Let's fucking do it. And it's fucking awesome. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. The action is fucking insane in this movie. Yeah. And, and that's kind of the thing. Interesting thing too, because that's the introduction of, pretty much tequila and going in like if you went in without knowing anything you don't even realize he's a cop at the beginning <laughs> right you're you're literally like the you way think he's like up, he could be a gangster not only a gangster or he's like an assassin yes right like because everything was like picture perfect okay we gotta grab but like i don't know much about like um tea houses in hong kong but like for me, I don't think personally I'd be able to to drink tea at that place because those birds would have fucking driven me crazy. I'm like, I don't understand why you have to have bird shit like when you're drinking tea. But yeah, it, it, it pretty much the way he framed it and shot it, right? You're you're thinking, okay, this is a hit, right? Like, and then all of a sudden you it technically is a hit because police raids are just like fucking shoot first (laughs) and ask questions later. (laughs) So I did feel, I mean, for an action film. So I remember, I also am not entertained for two hours just by action. I I, I find it gets boring. It's like, okay, it's cool to watch, 
but it doesn't keep me engaged. So, so you just literally contradicted yourself because you just said just watch all the action and, and fast forward to the story. Yeah, if that, if you like action, you could just watch the action. Don't worry about the story because the action sequences, the set pieces are great. He uses a lot of long takes, which I think is also super impressive because it requires such a high level of choreography because you can't just be like, okay, so we shoot there, move the camera, take another take. Like a lot of it is single take stuff, long take fucking action sequences, which is great. Um, I mean, the critics like it. 94% audience likes it. 92% did well at box office. Uh, the can can as Scott likes to say, uh, it premiered in North America at TIFF and people went crazy for it. They were stomping their feet. The producers were actually shocked because it did okay in Hong Kong. I think it had like a third place opening weekend or whatever. And then it did really like much better than expectation in the, in North America and Europe and and, and Britain. So, um, I mean, I don't really, uh, you know, so, okay. So Jonathan Rosenbaum from the Chicago reader says, you know, choreographically stunning, like most of Wu's work, especially before he headed to the West. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have a lot to say about it. I think the story's kind of like meh drags out a bit. The action sequences are great, so if that's your thing, I would definitely recommend watching it. I do want to look up and watch more of his early Hong Kong work. I almost feel like he had a little more license because he's a bigger name in Hong Kong, so he got to do really what he wanted in Hong Kong compared to what he does when he comes over to the United States. Yeah, um, I'll say one in terms of can-can. The end scene in the hospital if you put this and I don't know if our YouTube editor can do this. If you put out where the police come in, right. And then it's the gangsters shooting with their, um, uh, the gangsters shooting with their bazookas. Yep. And put that contrast to fucking Cameron and T2 when they're in the office building and it's just fucking Arnold shooting it. It like the way it's lit. And the way the camera like moves from the side this way, uh, like from left to right. Yeah. And then you you kind of, it's almost, even though these films are being technically shot at the same time, it's just like fucking great minds kind of. Think alike. It's fucking, yeah. Interesting. And and, and yeah, like when I saw that again, I'm like, fuck, that's such a T2 kind of, that's what it reminded me of. Who would you recommend this for? Like, is there a specific, like, is it got to be people into Asian or Hong no. Kong specific action no, or no. action people? Are your kids the, watching it? Grandma? Um, to be honest, if, if you're a, if you're a, a film fan, I think this should be because very few films like revolutionize and change everything going forward. 100%. Right? And this is one of them. Like not only did it change in Hong Kong, but again like like we we're saying like in north america directors now are still copying kind of this like you get that slide like my favorite when you're talking about the motorcycle shit yeah when when they had that that raid in uh uncle toe's warehouse where he's riding the motorcycle slides down and the motorcycle skids across he shoots him and then literally like gets up pivots around while the motorcycle's still going and then just start shooting the rest you're like that's fucking fast and the furious yes you're, you're like they're doing that now in fast and the furious but you know he John did this Lou in the 90s it. like early yeah, 90s he did it yeah just and in my head i'm like fuck like how many takes did it really take to do it like you know that um how you're making fun of that baby like him saving the baby yeah do you know when that 
they had that him running through and the explosions were coming. John Woo made him do it twice because the explosions were too far away from him. He's like, no, fuck that. He's like, I want this shit right on you. He was like, so go back. Like, I know you feel safe and we don't want you to feel safe. Yeah. Because it, it was like, you know, it was like, uh, it, it could have been like a comedy act where John Woo's, uh, sorry, Chang Yao Fat's running. And then like, you know, like, 300 feet away is where the explosion is and they're like, like no. every bad like american like action jump where it's like jump explosion yeah yeah and they're like no no fuck it and then you're like you kind of they're like do it again but it was funny like you didn't mention too like woo did um kind of like a little uh um carantino where he's in the film too he yes he plays is. the he plays the bartender at the jazz club right so one of the reasons that he's in it is and i can't remember if it was uh tony or chow uh they kept getting their scenes cut right so they're like well i want a scene i think it might it might be because he's like well if i'm in a scene with the director he's less likely to cut it <laughs> <laughs> which is smart yeah. i love it i love it um and you know what and so as uh like a film person there is some really stylized shots like use of slow motion uh mm-hmm. and again like so john Wu is not just an action director like he is very much a filmmaker he puts a lot of attention into the way shots are composed and stuff again the only thing that fell apart for me is like this like the story kind of felt very like slow and i mean it is the 90s too so the pacing's a bit different um and i watched everything with subtitles so this isn't a dubbing issue like they're they're, the actors are the actors are speaking in their native native language or whatever um and hold on you know what i love about the 90s though so it's like not only is it 90s wardrobe it's 90s hong kong wardrobe so so the fashion's slightly different than the united states but 90 early 90s fashion was fucking awful right so it, it was like kind of watching miami vice without don johnson but <laughs> and in the 90s not in the 80s yeah. you know what i mean <clears throat> yeah so what? any anything else before we uh head out scott uh no watch it um again if you're into video games uh this thing was only there there was a sequel to it it's called stranglehold but it was a 2007 video game for ps3 that's the only thing they've ever redone John Wu and Chang Yong Fat about this series. And uh, that's it. And that is our wrap for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. If you want to get a hold of us, reach us at the www.howdyoulikethatmovie.com. I saw your text messages like I'm running out. I'm like, okay, stop. <laughs> Are we gonna? I saw Rod. I okay. saw Rod. You're, you're only at 18 minutes. I'm like, uh, 18 minutes power time. I'm like, oh. so I've got yeah. I'm down. To, good work. I mean, I'm down to eight percent on my laptop. Yeah. So I'll, we got the main show. So like like Rod said, we can kind of talk whatever. But in terms of thinking as long, my only criticism of this <clears> film <throat> would be kind of the stuff where. The editing when it was going scene to scene 
where it would just be like a pause on a face and then it would just dissolve into the next oh the transitions thing. yeah yeah like i think that and that was it <laughs> Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.